Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Innovate Finance, our podcast series where we speak to leaders across industry to talk about financial innovation and fintech. I'm Rolf Merchant, part of the team at Innovate Finance, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Yasmin Karimi, who is head of product at Kodad. Yas, thank you for joining us. Hi, Rolf. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's a great pleasure. Um, yes, we'll, we'll get on to a bit about Kodak um, and your role and some developments there in uh, just a moment. But I thought it would be good just to start with you. So could you tell us a little bit about your background, your career background and how you came into the fintech industry and working for Kodak? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, I'll try not to keep this too long winded. I, I started my career at a payments company called Vocalink, which not many people have heard of, but they actually built the faster payment system that operates in the UK and, and backs as well. Um, and that's how most of us get paid. So um, moving on from kind of Vocalink, Mastercard actually acquired them a few years after I joined. And that created a nice segue for me to move into Mastercard to work closely with banks on their payment strategies, obviously. All of this world, fast payments, uh, card networks, all to do with payments. So uh, my main my main client base was banks. So I was always working in those roles as, um, you know, in a product capacity. So after that, after spending uh, a few years there working with banks all over the world, I, I went and worked for Rising Challenger Bank at the time, who um, most of us know and use now, so Starling Bank, mm. who's now a household name yeah. in the UK. And I led their their banking platform product team. Um, and that that platform basically allowed other banks to use Starlink's technology to, to operate a, as a bank within itself. And then around the same time, I, I started my own business, um, which was more of a passion project. But uh, that, that got me kind of experiencing, you know, what it was like and the trials and tribulations of being a small business owner. Mm. Um, and at the same kind of time, I, I'd heard of Kodak and, and Kodak's mission of helping, you know, small business owners like myself. Um, and obviously my experience being in fintech, I had a very good understanding of what they were trying to do and understanding of the, the ecosystem and the opportunities, opportunities sorry, that, that Kodak had. So um, at that point, I, d- I decided to join the team and have been leading the product function there for almost three years now. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's a really interesting, very varied background. So sort of seeing fintech and financial services from lots of different angles. Um, brilliant. So you, you mentioned there a little bit about, you know, Kodak's end customer. Um, but maybe you could just broaden that out a bit and tell us a bit about Kodak as a business itself and its proposition. And I suppose within that, what problems Kodak's trying to solve? Okay, so yeah, sure. Kodat stands for company data. Not many people know that, but essentially what we're trying to do is we integrate into software systems used by small businesses because small businesses use a whole multitude of of different types of applications to manage their financial lives. And essentially what we're doing is we are connecting those software systems together. And practically what that means is we're operating in a few verticals. So um, a lender can come to Kodat and extract data that is authorized from the the small business to actually use that data to underwrite them. Um, If they're not using data from their their software systems, they're relying on either the merchant manually sharing that data via email, or they're relying on data on company's house, which is, as we all know, vastly out of date. The other side of it beyond just extracting data is actually reconciling data between those systems that small businesses are using to save them copious amounts of time when it comes to actually manually entering data into their system. So a good example is when a business is 
uh, using an expense platform. They, they expect that expense platform to talk to their accounting software because that data ultimately needs to end up in their accounting software on a monthly basis. So in, in that instance, the expense provider has to be providing integrations to their accounting software out of the box. So what Kodak's doing is we're essentially offering those integrations at scale. And that means that that expense provider doesn't have to spend uh, massive amounts of development resource building out integrations into accounting software. They come to Coda and they get it completely out of the box. And, and that's, that's just table stakes for uh, many of the software systems that small businesses use today. Yeah, very good. Um, really interesting that. So um, in terms of the company's growth, it's, it's been plainly quite impressive. Um, and last year, Kodak closed a 40 million uh, US dollar funding round. That's a sizable number by anyone's reckoning for a fintech startup. So what, what is that investment unlocking for, for Kodak? What's it enabling you to do? Yeah, so largely it's it's fueled it's fueled our growth, uh, so we can do more of what we we've already been doing, but faster, um, and in more places. So we launched in the US latter part of 2020, hmm. and we've been expanding over there exponentially um, over the past year and a half. Um, our CEO actually actually moved out there and and started the office. Um, but yeah, a lot a lot of what we've been doing is making sure that we are true to our mission to integrate into as many software systems used by small businesses to also make sure that we're deeply integrated into you know accounting software uh, e-commerce software payment systems bank accounts so that we're we're offering breadth of coverage as well um, in different regions and off the back of that a lot of what, what I've been doing as, as head of product at Kodak is making sure we're building you know, products that really cater to the use cases that I mentioned in, in the previous question that we just talked about, um, mm. whether that's around lending, whether it's about around reconciliation. So making sure we're, we're moving as fast as we can and releasing new products and and really just kind of getting getting our mission um, out there as much as we can. Yeah, brilliant. And particularly impressive to hear about growth in the US. So that's a tough nut to crack for a, a lot of, well, fintechs, but you know, UK fintechs as well. So that's really impressive. Um, now, you've also just released a, a new product called Sync for Commerce. Can you tell us a bit about this and what it does and what it's enabling uh, your customers to do? Yes, absolutely. So I, I just talked a moment ago about our ultimate mission to integrate into the software systems used by small businesses and allow those systems to talk to one another. Essentially, mm-hmm. what Sync for Commerce is doing is it's taking a merchant sales data from their, their POS system, their point of sale system or their e-commerce site and synchronizing that sales data into accounting software. And the reason why that is super, super helpful to a merchant is because they spend huge amounts of time manually dealing with the sales reconciliation into their accounting software. So when I say sales, just to be like abundantly clear about what that means is um, you and I will go into a, a shop at some point this week or, or today and, and purchase something. And no doubt we'll either uh, click our card on a payment terminal or use Apple Pay or whatever your, your payment system um, is that you choose to use. Hmm. And that that merchant, that that shop owner has to then make sure that their sales information is, you know, ends up in their accounting software because they have to do their bookkeeping. And essentially what we're doing is we're providing that POS system, the ability to offer that merchant synchronization into accounting software. And and merchants just expect that functionality out of the box. So super excited um, for what that will mean for for merchants generally, but also commerce systems that are are actually trying to serve those merchants. 
Yeah, brilliant. I mean, it sounds like it'll be a huge efficiency gain for for small businesses, which is you know, just so important for for, for merchants, as, as you explained. So so that's really interesting, and, and looking forward to seeing how that kind of kind of develops and evolves as well. Um, so yes, yeah, so I just want to take a sort of bit of a step back um, and ask you a couple of fairly broad and, and open-ended questions actually um really just want to hear your views on some development of the fintech fintech sector as a whole so you know for open-ended question number one where do you see fintech as an industry going over the next let's say two three five years what, what do you see as the big sort of disrupted developments and that could be in your part of the market or it could be more broadly i mean what, what do you think yeah, this is my favorite topic um, and possibly my favorite question. So <laughs> I think I, I think about it in in two ways. Um, one statement I that's really stayed with me and, and I hear quite quite regularly is everything becoming fintech. And it's quite a broad statement, but really what does that mean? I think that um, in terms of financial services, we're already seeing a massive trend. We've seen this over the last five or so years where it's not just it's not just banks who are offering financial services. There are now commerce providers who uh, are almost acting like a bank account for um, a business or, you know, the expense platforms who are almost acting like a bank account to a business. And I think really how I see that going over the next um, few years is just continuing down that path. So um, I'm, I'm talking more about embedded finance mm. when, um, you know, you're, you're you're trying to get any service and and the the service that you're trying to seek is offering you a financial solution within that whether it be you know insurance or uh, you're buying something um buying a house even right that's a, that's a very yeah. broken a system that we've all had pain with if we've been through that experience so i i really am excited to see what that means for small businesses because the opportunity is absolutely massive their their financial ecosystem is, is hugely complex um in comparison to consumers and obviously me as a as a consumer i'm super excited what that means for for my day-to-day -day life and how i um pay for things and seek services so that's that's one side of it um and then the other side of it is the topic of open finance which is talked about very broadly um I guess from from my perspective, I, I at least think about it very broadly. I think the definitions we've seen so far have been quite specific around, you know, mortgages and savings accounts and investments. But actually, a lot of that has has not really factored in the needs of small business because they don't deal with mortgages, they don't have savings accounts. So I think where I would personally like to see, and I'm kind of trying to put it out there in the atmosphere so that it does come to fruition, and it's part of what we're trying to advocate for at Kodak is uh, really making sure that small businesses are factored into open finance and it's mm -hmm. a lot more complicated than, than what's been defined so far. Um, and that's around, you know, making sure that the systems that they, that they use do have an open API and that third parties can integrate to it and they're able to offer integrated experiences without, you know, any barriers. Um, and it is an un unregulated sector and I'm not, not necessarily saying that it, that it needs to be regulated, but I think, I'm, I'm really keen to keep the topic of open finance focused on small businesses because of how much impact that actually has to uh, not only the, the small businesses who we we know and love and and use every day, but also to to GDP, to to our mm. our general economy. Right, they're 99% of the economy in in most um, most areas of the world. So super keen for them to be factored into that, and and uh, I think that it, that we will make big strides in the next few years towards that mission. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that second point about open finance, as you say, well, we're not quite at open finance yet in terms of sort of broadening out on the consumer side, but the idea of smart data usage for, for small businesses, you know, can't be lost in that conversation. And um, I think we very, very much agree from an innovate finance point of view that that's something that we definitely need to press on. And I'm sure there are many allies uh, of yours in the fintech industry who want to do the same. So yes, it's, it's incredibly important. And, and I think, as you say, could could lead to some really impressive gains for for the economy and you know efficiency for small businesses, which would be fantastic. Um, all right, yeah. So final question then. Um, just want to ask. You know, we, we've heard about uh, new funding, new products, US expansion over the next year, two years. What else can we expect from Kodak? Yeah. So um, I am of the mind that we have a lot still to do. We've achieved a lot in the last four to five years. Um, but as, as I've just kind of touched on through it, throughout our conversation, um, it's abundantly clear that there's still a lot to do in terms of, you know, the advocating for small businesses and topics such as open finance. Um, and then also from a product perspective, there are a lot more product opportunities for us. We've touched on the fact that we're, we're uh, we've just released a product for um, the commerce world. Uh, we're going to be releasing new products over over the next year that, that tackle the expense side, uh, make it easier for you know any financial app who's offering a service to a small business to uh, make sure that they they are offering those services as as integrated to the software systems that the small businesses are using. And I think that we have a way to go yet. We've made made some good progress and. In terms of uh, you know making sure that we're able to take Kodak to to other places, it's something I'm I'm super keen on, um, given how important small businesses are to our to our global economy too. So lots more lots more to come. Um, and obviously, uh, if you want to hear more about Kodak, uh, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and and look out for for the new things that we'll be bringing to market. Very good. Yes. Well, that's, I think that's a really good good place to stop and a, and a nice plug at the end there as well. So well done. Um, yes, really great to have you. Um, thanks for taking the time to speak uh, with us. Loads of really interesting insights there. So, you know, can't thank you enough for joining us. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, look forward to speaking again soon. Absolutely. And uh, looking forward to seeing what comes uh, next from, from CODA over the next few months. Uh, but that is about it for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Please do keep an eye out for upcoming episodes. We do have many more conversations with fintech players planned. And of course, we have all our previous episodes available to listen to on our website. So please do take a look at our back catalogue for many more insights on fintech and financial innovation. My thanks once again to Yasmin Karimi, who is head of product at Kodak. Thank you at home for listening and do join us next time for Coffee with Innovate Finance. Bye for now.